a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio. And we'll try to do what we always do on this program. We're going to actually try to help you slow things down. We're going to divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And as always, we want you to help us out. You can do that by uh, chiming in your thoughts, your insight, your elevated view of what should happen next in our community, in our country. And you can always do that on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. So we're keeping our eye on Utah's Capitol Hill, first day of the legislative session here in the great state of Utah, all the way to Washington, D.C., where preparations are underway and uh, about ready to begin the formal process of the inauguration of Joseph R. Biden as the 46th president of the United States with Kamala Harris as the vice president. And we have a lot of ground to cover on that topic today as well. In fact, coming up at 1135, uh, we've got Stephen Studdard is going to join us. Uh, Very interesting perspective. He actually served as an inaugural committee chair uh, for the George H.W. Bush inauguration. So we'll get a little behind the scenes in terms of how these days progress, what the planning looks like. The logistics are just uh, Herculean at, at minimum. Uh, so he'll have some great perspective for us coming up at 1135 today. Also, we're hoping to be joined at 1120 by uh, Minority Leader Brian King from Utah's Capitol Hill on the first day of the legislative session, what things we should be looking for, what we should be hopeful for, and what's actually going to get done in this year's uh, sprint of a 45-day session on Utah's Capitol Hill. Also wanted to uh, point out, if you uh, missed earlier during Dave and Dejanovic, had a chance to chat with uh, Dave and Debbie uh, about a, a social media post, uh, both from uh, President Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and also in their uh, newsroom, uh, talking about vaccinations, that the uh, leadership, uh, in accordance with the uh, rules of the state of Utah, that uh, people over 70 are eligible to receive the vaccine, uh, that many of them have done that today. And I think that's an important message in terms of the church. I think uh, they said in their statement Uh, In word and deed, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has supported vaccinations for generations. A very big uh, part, a prominent part of their humanitarian efforts around the world. Uh, We were just noting uh, just what an amazing number that since 2003, uh, the church has uh, assisted in vaccines and immunizations for over 117 million people around the world. Uh, that is a big number uh, and a real commitment to vaccination, uh, immunization, uh, and then, of course, uh, encouraging all to uh, uh, get with their doctor where necessary. If they have questions or concerns, uh, they should always uh, check up with a medical professional first. 
uh, and then that they are part of the solution. To me, that's the uh, the big overwhelming message that the uh, church, uh, in observing the church uh, throughout the pandemic, uh, everything has led with being part of the solution, being part of a global uh, solution as a worldwide religious organization, uh, and encouraging everyone to engage and participate in that uh, is uh, obviously very important to the church and to its members and, and also important in terms of getting everyone, uh, whether it's here in the state of Utah or anywhere around the world, uh, that they have the opportunity uh, to get vaccinated. And that's so important to keep our society open, to keep our economies open, and to keep everybody moving forward uh, in a significant way. Uh, currently, we're watching breaking news in uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, Senator Mitch McConnell is on the Senate floor uh, he did uh, make a, a very significant statement there that the uh, the Capitol mob was uh, was incited and encouraged by the president. Uh, so that gives you some indication going into uh, what will happen as the day progresses. Uh, the House, of course, will send across the articles of impeachment, which were passed last week in the House of Representatives. And so that's going to uh, lead us into some interesting uncharted territory, to be sure, uh, in terms of what is constitutional about impeachment uh, after someone has left office, uh, what role is that and, and how should that play out, uh, along with all the other transition activities that need to be done. And uh, I want to go quick uh, just to some uh, some audio from Chuck Schumer from earlier. Uh, of course, we have a 50-50 divided Senate uh, coming up. And right now it is just a 50-50 Senate, but currently... The vice president uh, is Mike Pence. And so Mitch McConnell remains the majority leader uh, until tomorrow, around 10 a.m. our time, when uh, Kamala Harris will be sworn in as the vice president of the United States. And then instantly, Chuck Schumer will become the majority leader in uh, the United States Senate, although it will be a shared power arrangement. This, uh, this has happened before, not very often. 2003, I think, was the last time uh, where they do have a 50-50 split. And so committee assignments are divvied up and, and things uh, are not so much majority-minority. It's it's kind of a 50-50 share with the exception uh, that when the vice president is in the chair, which is uh, the vice president's constitutional duty. And uh, personally, whether it's for Democrats or for Republicans, uh, I think vice presidents should sit in the chair and preside over the Senate more often, not just to break ties, uh, but to drive policy and drive debate. And I think that would do wonders uh, to change the game in the United States Senate. Uh, But uh, Chuck Schumer, uh, when asked about uh, what was happening, what was going on, uh, first thing he said is, you know, not not so fast. I'm not in charge just yet. I don't become majority leader until Kamala Harris becomes vice president. Mm -hmm. So even at 50-50, we need the vice president. So again, just reaffirming he's not in charge yet. Uh, until uh, until the vice president uh, gets sworn in tomorrow. Uh, he also said there were three major things that he thought the Senate needed to get to rapidly. we got three things we got to do, do quickly. <clears throat> Impeachment, nominations, COVID. Got to move them all fast. All right, so very interesting that he lumped those three things together, that he said we need to deal with, obviously, the COVID a relief package and distribution of vaccine. Uh, talked about getting the the cabinet members confirmed. To me, that uh, has got to be a high priority on that list because currently, 
President-elect Biden is going into office with no cabinet members, none, uh, which is also uh, fairly, uh, very rare. Uh, I think uh, President Trump had three, at least when he began. I think uh, President Obama had six uh, people in place when he began. And so it does fluctuate a little bit in terms of how many get confirmed before Inauguration Day. But that's so important for a president to be able to have the team that he needs or she needs around them uh, to actually govern and keep the work of the people uh, progressing, I think, is is absolutely vital. All right, we're going to go ahead and we're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're hoping to tap into Brian King, minority leader up on Utah's Capitol Hill. Give us his insight rolling into the 45-day session. Stay with us. Much, much more to come right here on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.